Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forward to maturity, not laying again the foundation of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about cleansing rites, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. It is impossible for those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift, who have shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of God and the powers of the coming age, and who have fallen away to be brought back to repentance. To their loss they are crucifying the Son of God all over again and subjecting him to public disgrace. Land that drinks in the rain often falling on it and that produces a crop useful to those for whom it is farmed receives the blessing of God. But land that produces thorns and thistles is worthless and is in danger of being cursed. In the end, it will be burned. Even though we speak like this, dear friends, we are convinced of better things in your case, the things that have to do with salvation. God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. We want each of you to show the same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for may be fully realized. We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. When God made his promise to Abraham, since there was no one greater for him to swear by, he swore by himself saying, I will surely bless you and give you many descendants. And so after waiting patiently, Abraham received what was promised. People swear by someone greater than themselves and the oath confirms what is said and puts an end to all argument. But God, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. He did this so that by two unchangeable things in which is it it is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope set before us may be greatly encouraged. Well, good morning. Um, welcome into our little prayer room um, that we have in our house. And this morning we're going to do something a little bit different um, for our uh, talks over this week and next week. Um, we, we thought it'd be really nice to sit down um, and to have a bit of a chat about these passages, um, looking at, at, at uh, Hebrews chapter 6 and chapter 7. Um, and, and we hope that some of the conversation we might have will be encouraging for you. Um, we, go on. No, I was going to say, so uh, why don't you uh, get your Bibles, uh, if you have them close to you, and just open up to uh, chapter 6. Um, We'll, so you can join along with us. Yeah, and we'll have a look through that. We, I think it's probably important that we say straight off the bat, this is not something that Bonnie and I necessarily find very easy, sitting down and having a chat. We don't... I know it looks, you know, really natural and normal. <laughs> we don't normally actually very often sit and have a, mm, a good d debate about a passage. Um, so please don't feel like this is something we do every day. But occasionally we do, and we wondered, you know, maybe this would be a helpful format for you. And most, uh, mostly it's because we, we really just want to um, invite you into the conversation. Mm. You, know, um, you know, often when we speak, we say it's not that 
we know everything or that you know this is exactly what it is and this is what we're bringing to you but we really want to encourage conversation and wrestling with passages and looking um, at uh, you know what different people say and how um, scripture is interpreted and understood and so we thought that helping with that and helping everyone this was a good way to do that even in um, how we might chat and discuss yeah. about the passage yeah so we've just read through the passage um, and uh, we were just having a, a bit of a think about some of the core things I guess that were coming out um, our heart in this time is to spend the next 15-20 minutes just looking at some of those things um, hearing each other's thoughts on it um, and then we also want to be asking uh, what what the Lord is saying for us right now um, out of this passage, um, and and how how is He wanting to speak and move amongst us together as a church family? So we really want to have that in mind. Um, you know, uh, maybe as a way of kicking off, one of the things we were talking about is um, that there are so many different ways uh, of looking at a passage, and especially a passage like this. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and pretty meaty. It is really meaty. I mean, when you read it, you did really well, but it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's really tricky. Some of even some of the language. Yeah. Um, there are so many different filters, I guess, that we kind of come to scripture with. Mm. Um, yeah, that's a really good thing to remember, isn't it? Is that you know sometimes it's even just down to the day we're having. Yeah, totally. isn't it and yeah. kind of how how we're doing with with god like have we spent time with him so then when we come and sit down yeah. reading scripture we read it differently if we're feeling distant from him yeah isn't it yeah absolutely i also think that there's questions that we bring to a passage mm. and it depends on the questions we're asking maybe even deep within our heart mm. even if we're not aware of them those questions are often the things that we then sort of see Yep. come out in the passage yep. so I um, you know when I was thinking a little bit a little bit about this passage about this chapter um, and I think we did we say we're looking at chapter six for everyone I we're looking at chapter six so. guys I guess you missed that um, when, when I was thinking about this this chapter I guess one of the questions I felt like it's important for us to ask even if I hadn't kind of begun with this question mm. was what does this passage, in fact, what does the whole book of Hebrews yeah. tell us about the kingdom of God? Hmm. Because as a, you know, as a vineyard, like that's one of our core, yeah. you know, things, one of the core themes that we see through scripture. It's one of the lenses that we use to try and understand scripture. Hmm. And so this tells us something about the kingdom, tells hmm. us about the king. Like what is there for us to learn? Yeah. Um, There's a very... It's really good questions. Was there something specific that jumped out at you, like as you were thinking about that? Well, thank you for that, Bonnie. Yeah. That's a really good question. Uh, do you like how I did that? <laughs> it's almost no. no. <laughs> These are scripted questions, by the way. We're trying to be as kind of unscripted uh, as, as possible, as natural as we can. So who knows? Yeah. Look, I, I think um, you know this passage obviously is about Jesus, mm. um, but the language of it is challenging. Um, mm. I think especially this concept of moving beyond elementary teachings about Christ. I think that, that for me, sorry to interrupt you, yeah. but I think that for me was actually the the most challenging thing as I read through yeah. the passage. There were a couple of things, but that 
Um, because what he goes on to explain about what is mm. elementary teaching, I feel, is like, yeah, yeah. is like you know, you've got to be the A star of, yeah, yeah, A star yeah. Christian, A star Christian, to kind of engage in those. And how things. did you find yourself? Were you did you yeah, mark A star? I scored fairly low. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, um, but also some of the things he calls elementary, like the laying on of hands. Yes, yeah. I was like, oh, that's. Um, I mean, I love that we do that in the opinion. Oh, hang on, he doesn't say it laying on. He, well, he does oh, in my translation. Oh, yes, no, he does. I think you've got Sorry, I was looking at the different one. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I love that we do that in the opinion. Yeah. Like, we lay on hands. I mean, I, I kind of understood that in one way, one way. How did you understand that phrase? Like, what does that mean to you when you read that? Well, I guess I kind of always, I guess, understand that in terms of prayer ministry. Yeah. And kind of ministering to yeah, and with the, and with each other. So that's how I would understand that. Um, I mean, to be honest, the big one really is the resurrection of the dead. But then we talked about this earlier mm. and it wasn't um, like resurrecting someone from the dead. It was talking about the end times. I think so. I, think so. I mean, I, I, I don't want to be categorical on it, but kind of when we read through those first verses, it was a bit like, um, let's not just lay the foundation again of some of the basic belief that we have so you know we've been looking a little bit about sort of the the, the gospel and the kingdom and we've we, we've been having some of those yeah. conversations yeah um when i read all those things it kind of sounds like the kind of gospel package that we would often have as we've understood the the gospel sort of from a protestant point of view yeah yeah maybe um yeah i mean for me i guess as i read it i went um yeah, it's probably the thing that in the early church they made sure that new Christians got. Mm. So whether you call that the gospel, whether you call that the basics of the Christian faith, yeah. you know, whether you so call repentance, that... Yeah. Um, repentance. Yeah. Repentance. And, and one of the things I think that comes up in that repentance from acts that lead to death, uh, the writer to Hebrews, from my understanding, he's not just talking about what we might call sin, He's also talking about some of the Jewish religious Practice. practices that were empty. For, yep. the, for the, So that wasn't like trying to fulfill the law is kind yes. of what's covered in that as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, basically staying away from those things, having faith in God and Jesus to save us. Um, instruction about cleansing rites, which in other translations, I think yours, does it say baptism in yours? Instructions about baptism. Yeah, yeah. So that's, to me, I feel like that's kind of just the simple truth of if you believe in Jesus, then you should be baptised. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yep. 101. Uh, laying on of hands, which I think is really cool that we do that practically, but the receiving of the Holy Spirit. And then I think, yeah, this resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment, or uh, there's other ways of uh, the translations put it, to me is just like what you understand is going to happen when you die. Yep. And when Jesus comes yeah. to judge everyone. Yeah. Like that understanding. So that's all that's supposed to be elementary. <laughs> that feels... <laughs> elementary stuff. Wow. It's challenging. You're right. It yeah. is challenging. Yeah. I mean, what for you, you said particularly found that challenging. Were there some things? Well, I think, you know, I think it begs the question about, well, what does maturity look like then? Mm-hmm. So if he kind of defines ele- elementary elementary parts of our faith as those kind of basic understandings, um, what does maturity look like and, and 
what do we then look like when we grow in maturity in Christ? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you know what? I realize we need to keep an eye on time because it's nearly half past two already. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's a really good question. in the morning. That's a really good question. Uh, half past two in the morning. Because <laughs> people are like, what time are you recording this? Um, so we've got to keep an eye on time. Um, but it's a really good question. What does maturity look like? Well, it's interesting that, that none of that kind of talks about a deep... That's, it seems to talk more about understanding of things mm. as opposed to a deep relationship. Mm. And sort of the... Tr- I mean, it does talk about faith in God, but there's this sort of trust and humility and vulnerability and openness to God yeah. and um, becoming more Christ-like, which I guess I would have always understood as being part of being mature in Christ. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, look, I think um, it's a really good question. And I think as I read through the passage uh, a little bit later on, verses 9, 10, um, 11, to me, he actually starts to define what maturity looks like. Mm. Um, and it's really interesting because it's not about what they believe. Yes. Right? Like he says, I think, um, uh, God is not unjust. This is verse 10. Yep. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him mm. as you've helped his people and continue to help them. It's kind of like the greatest commandment. Isn't yeah, it? Love absolutely. the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind and love your neighbor as yourself. But it's also really practical. Yeah. Um, and, and it's specifically about uh, loving the, the church. Um, mm. And he even, you know, he even says uh, that these... I'm confident, um, really convinced of better things in your case, this is verse 9, the things that have to do with salvation. So it's kind of like the stuff that really shows that you're saved, the stuff that really shows that you, you've got the kingdom yeah. is about how no, you love your <laughs> fellow Christian, mm. how you love the body. Gosh, it's really challenging. At this, You know, I think in the this day and age that we live in, there you know unity in the church is probably one of the hardest things isn't it yeah. that we that we find yeah. and you know it's so easy to knock another denomination or, yeah. or knock other christians um, or to judge them even um but so important that we that we if we've really got what jesus has brought us what he's yeah. wanting to bring us you know i think the writer of hebrews is saying it will come out in the way that you love each other or not mm. um so I think there is that important question. I got, you know, I, we mustn't um, miss out as well, though, some really challenging verses around. Yes, I was going to say, let's. that kind of seems to have done the elementary maturity kind of conversation, doesn't it? Just yeah. to kind of bring that up to sort of wrap that up a little bit. But yes, there's those verses in the middle, which I, which I think um, are, are fairly challenging. They kind of make you swim, don't they? It. They're kind of those verses that you just kind of want to gloss over. <laughs> Let's go to the nice verse. Where's the anchor for my soul? Yeah. Is that, <laughs> that seems like an encouraging verse. And I think that's the point. And, you know, a few people I've read talk about how the writer to Hebrews is wanting to make the audience squirm in their seats. Mm-hmm. You know, wanting to make us feel uncomfortable. Mm. Um, and I guess the question is why? Yeah. Like, what is it trying to tell us about the kingdom? Yeah. Um... You know, I think there's some things, important things to say that I, I think we, we've got to be careful we don't take away from this passage. Yes. Things we've got to hold in tension. 
Yes. Why um, don't you name some of them? Okay. I'll name some of them. Because, I mean, I really wrestled with some of this stuff. And I'm sure, I know talking to others, there's been, for some, like John was saying last week, there's been mm. like crisis of faith. Yeah. And for some, this passage is a crisis of faith. It's like, I read this and I go, oh my goodness, maybe I've fallen away. Mm. You know? What happens if I doubt? What happens if I doubt? What happens, what happens if, if I, I stop going to church for a while? Yeah. Like, does that mean I'm not a Christian? Yeah, what happens if I sin? What happens if I... Totally. What happens if, if I'm addicted? Deny God. Or I've got some addiction and I yeah. can't stop that? Yeah. What happens if I can't forgive my, my family, friend, neighbour? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so those are all really important questions. One of the things I think that it brings up as a question is, is <laughs> anyone beyond reconciliation? Well, you know, knowing the story of God, right, and looking through all the way, all through Scripture and and Jesus and what He says, yeah, I think the answer has to be no. Absolutely. Like absolutely, it really does, doesn't it? So, and again, this is um, sort of what lens are we coming to this passage in? And I and yeah. I think, you know, under having a grasp of the the goodness of God, yeah. and and knowing that that is a truth about who God is. Then, as we read this, we have to ask, well, what is the writer trying to say? Yeah, why bring it up? And I look at, can I say an important example, like a specific example, if we are struggling with this passage and we're going, it, it kind of reads like maybe we could. Yeah. We could get such a revelation of God that if we walk away, there's no mm. way back. You know, that's kind yes. of, it seems yeah. to suggest that. But think about Peter. Like, for me, yeah. he's such an encouragement. Here's a guy, you know, Peter the Apostle. He has seen Had it all, really, everything, right? All that all that we talked about in here. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. He's, there's nothing he hasn't got. Um, and yet he sits there and denies mm. Jesus. Like At a really crucial time Absolutely. as well. Like, it's the pinnacle of Absolutely. the story. Absolutely. And yet he clearly isn't beyond and he, and, and actually, Jesus doesn't only just forgive him. He actually... Elevated, right. so it's not even like okay well you can come back he's like yes the plans are still had for you peter the yeah. plans are always had for you i still have for you yeah 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 and here you are i mean one of the key things when we were chatting um i think that jumped out to me was this kind of was the phrase about them being brought back to repentance yeah um and look i'm not a bible scholar I'm sure there are people who have studied these passages, studied <laughs> Hebrew, and are much better at understanding this than me. Yeah, yeah. But I think one of the things I've learned as I've read the, read Scripture is to try and figure out who the writer is talking to about that. Is he actually talking to people who have fallen away, saying, mm. you can't come back? Mm. Or is he talking to maybe believers, saying, somebody who's tasted it and who is choosing to walk away and who's choosing mm. to not come back to God, you can't bring them back. Mm. There's nothing you can do yeah, maybe. to bring them back as a as an option of a way to read that verse. Yeah, and I think it's a really good question. Um, and some of it we're not going to totally nail, like mm. you say. Like, some of this is a mystery. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, the big thing that I've taken away from, especially the first half of this chapter, mm. is... There is a warning here that we should think about, and that's and I think the way to kind of hold that warning is there's no sitting still with Jesus. Hmm. There's hmm. no, you know, with the kingdom, it's the same thing. Like there's no just letting it come to you. Yeah. There is a there is an active grabbing hold of the kingdom that I think we 
should expect mm. to be called to as Christians. Mm. And we talked even about, didn't we, earlier in the year when we were looking at the, the, some of the gospel writings Stories, around the kingdom yeah. of God. And, and one of the core things that came out about the kingdom was you've got, you've got to get hold of it. Like, mm. and, it, and it's an active working to get hold of that. And, it, you know, I think that really comes out in this elementary maturity thing that we were talking about. Because yeah. the elementary stuff is the like, you know, I've, I've repented. I believe. I believe. Yeah. I know I'm forgiven and I'm going I know I'm going to heaven. Yep. Um and so that's kind of the okay, that's just the beginning. Yeah. Like here here is what it means to to mature in yep. your faith and to to mature in Christ and mm. to live the kind of the fullness of life, which we would mm. say is the kingdom living, that kingdom dynamic of there's more to come, there's more that God has for us, there's more mm. that God is doing. Mm. And, you know, I, I, if I can talk about myself for a little bit, oops, excuse me. Um, I, I think I found this really challenging mm. because personally, my experience of faith, um, it might look a lot like other people's mm. too, has been grown up in a Christian family, always knew that God loved me, heard about Jesus dying on a cross and kind of got that for the first time when I was about eight years old said yes to that, mm. whatever that meant. Like, I didn't really know what that meant. I just meant to me, wow, that's something I've got to say yes to. Yeah. And and then was taught in quite a kind of uh, cerebral kind of way, mm. metho- metho- methodical. Thank you, methodical kind of way, <laughs> this is what you should believe and this is what makes you a Christian. Yeah. And, and there have been times, seasons in my life, where I, I realised I've just kind of coasted mm. and I haven't really pursued God um, and haven't really wrestled with do I get God and do I get Jesus and, and am I am I getting the kingdom mm-hmm. um, and I've treated my faith at times a little bit like a get out of jail free card mm. like you know we've been playing so much Monopoly recently as a family. <laughs> it's just been crazy yes. um, it's good to have the card though it's been great and you, you want the card you, you just coast a bit and... you want that get out of jail free card right and you even trade it and all that kind of stuff but I, I felt personally sometimes I've just treated my faith in that kind of way it's mm. like well if I mess up if I get you know if I get distracted or I get drawn into some kind of sinful thought or habit like, yeah, that's not great, and hmm, but I've got to get out of the jail free card. Like, mm. and actually, I don't think the writer to Hebrews is saying, uh, "Don't think that's going to save you," but I do think the writer to Hebrews is saying that's not the point. Yes, because obviously there's grace, right? And so, and so the the question of um, once you've come to Jesus, you're saved. You yeah, know, th- th- that can't be taken away. But to just live in that space and to not change anything actually does diminish, I think, the gospel and does diminish what Jesus has done. Yeah. And like you say, it's not the whole picture of what God has intended for us. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, okay. we should wrap up for, for today. <laughs> We're going to look at chapter 7 um, next week. Um, as we close, guys, I really want to just, um, I guess, in- invite you to have a think about um, this final thought we were talking about, what, what, what have you received? You know, I think one of the big challenges, one of the big questions from this passage for us as together is when you heard about Jesus and when you said yes 
to this Christian life, if assuming you have, and if you haven't yet, we'd encourage you to have a think about it. But if mm. you've done that, what is it that you said yes to? You know, mm. was it a life pursuing Jesus? Was it a, a relationship? Actually, I wrote this here. Let me just see if I can find it quickly. Was it um, a relationship um, with Jesus? Was it this sort of sense of he is my king mm. and I'm called to bring my gift to him? Or was it uh, oh, I'm safe now, I've got that card? Because if it was that, uh, I, I just would invite you to do something of the journey that I know I've been doing. And I, I think we are called to do as Christians and say, um, have I got it all? Mm. Or is it time to put that down, that elementary understanding and move on to the, the bigger picture of Jesus is calling me into a life of loyalty and fulfillment and obedience and service to him as my king. Mm. Um, and will I let that fill every corner of my life um, and let his kingdom take hold of me as I try and take hold of it? Mm. So that I, th I think that's what I really feel like the Lord is wanting to push on for us today. And we're, we're going to take a bit of time as we finish just to allow him to speak to us um, and to to change us. Mm. Bless you guys.